Welcome to the wonderful world of dance, bringing you exclusive interviews with top dancers and choreographers and reviews of the world's best companies across the globe. You can find lots more on our website at thewonderfulworldofdance.com. Hi, this is Savannah Saunders from The Wonderful World of Dance and today we're going to be talking about World Dance for Parkinson's Day. I'm so pleased to introduce Jodie White and Pitt who is the program director for Hamilton City Ballet's Dance for Parkinson's and one of their students, Stan Tick, who's also going to be talking about his own experience. Welcome all the way from Canada. Thank you, Savannah. Thank you, Savannah. <laughs> I love how you guys say my name. It's so wonderful. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's got that Stan? Uh... Like <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's Get into it. Let's talk about this project. Tell us all about um, the World Dance for Parkinson's Day. Tell us about um, what's coming up. Sure. World Dance for Parkinson's Day is an opportunity to share what's happening in the world of Dance for Parkinson's globally. We have 23 participating artists and community dance studios and dance companies showcasing their work within the Dance for Parkinson's field. And within their showcase, there's class excerpts, there's full class videos, there's an opportunity to learn about community initiatives and engagements, as well as research collaboration. And tell me, how did World Dance for Parkinson's Day get started? Sure. We had our inaugural event in 2017, and what initially inspired us was was World Ballet Day, which I'm sure you're familiar with, yes. held in October. So we looked at World Ballet Day and said, okay, well, could we create a similar event for Dance for Parkinson's? And we went through the process for about a year, and then in 2017, we looked at April as the month, as April is Parkinson Awareness Month. We launched the event on the 11th, which is World Parkinson's Awareness Day, and then- and my birthday, I must interject. <laughs> oh, happy belated birthday, Savannah. <laughs> All right, and then we wrap the, the event comes full circle on the 29th, recognizing International Dance Day. So really bringing those two events together, recognizing Parkinson Awareness Month, Awareness Day, and then International Dance Day, and creating this platform for World Dance for Parkinson's Day. That sounds so exciting, and, and it's amazing that, well, and maybe not so surprising, actually, that you've got so many participants across so many countries already after such a short amount of time who are really getting behind the Dance for Parkinson's Day. So tell us about dance and Parkinson's. Sure. It, uh, dance and Parkinson's was initially established in 2001, and we turned to the founding company, which is Dance for PD, who is with the Mark Morris Dance Group. And they really are the pioneers in the field of bringing dance and Parkinson's together. And if we go back to 2001, we look at um, Oli Westheimer, who was part of Brooklyn Parkinson Group, and she approached the dancers with Mark Morris and said, okay, how can we bring these two elements together? And again, through some trial, they were able to launch their first Dance for PD class, which was, I want to say, possibly monthly, maybe weekly, mm -hmm. to now having multiple classes per week on a weekly class base as well as in 250 communities around the world. Wow. So it's 
it certainly expanded really over a relatively short period of time. And we really owe a lot of gratitude to Dance for PD with Mark Morris for moving this initiative forward. And for those who perhaps don't know so much about Parkinson's and the benefits that dance has, um, would, you, would you like to talk a bit about that or perhaps Stan, you'd like to talk about your own experience? Uh, I'm happy to. I'm, I'm not excited about talking about it okay. because it's a, it's a disease and it's a disability, but it's, it's something that requires uh, dancing. It requires movement. It requires getting off your rear end and just doing things. And when you can do them to music, and especially live music, which we have in Hamilton, with a flautist and a uh, violinist uh, from the Hamilton Philharmonic, I think it's wonderful, and and it's very very soothing, and it's uh, it's wonderful, and it gets you moving. And when I was diagnosed, uh, I had no idea how badly I was. Uh, my wife knew, and my friends knew, and they got together and decided that I needed help. And the last thing I wanted was help from my wife, but that's part of life. And then did you ever dance before or did, what, did you ever do any dance before? Um, I did one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. I couldn't go to three, but I did one, two, and I got pretty good at that. But, you know, I... I played piano, but now I have difficulty playing piano. Again, it's coordination. Yes. So what, what was easy has become more difficult, but with the help of dance and uh, the, class, the classes and the people in the class, you know, all accomplished people and, and all, all uh, just struggling, it's, uh, but doing well. It, it's really wonderful. And how often are you coming to the Hamilton City Ballet's dance classes um, a week? It's uh, two, every second, every first week. It, it was every second week, and we're going back to weekly. And uh, it's, it's really good because we have a lot of people interested in doing it, and the quality of the people doing it are incredible because of their backgrounds. There's medical backgrounds, there's legal backgrounds, there's a lot of different people who have accomplished a lot, and uh, they are terrific. And, and we all dance poorly, but we dance. <laughs> and they ask us not to sing, which we're happy <laughs> not to do, but you know, putting one foot ahead of each other is the first step in in dancing, I suppose, the first step in anything. Absolutely. It's, uh, it sounds like a very supportive, but also an enjoyable um, experience and a great place to, as you say, to go and to move and, and to also be with others and going through the same experience. That's for sure. That's for sure. Yeah, I think if I could say something, Savannah, what uh, what I think is an important piece too is when we come together as a class, although it is a, a class obviously recognized for people with Parkinson's disease, 
within the class for students. It's not about being a patient within a therapeutic environment. It's about being a student in a classroom environment where we're learning dance, we're learning an art. And for us, with Hamilton City Ballet, we're teaching classical ballet with the live classical music. And I think bringing it back to World Dance for Parkinson's Day, that's an interesting piece, as I'm sure you've seen. When you look at the different programs globally, you know, there are different interpretations. We see tango, we see modern dancing. You know, there's different ways to put Dance for Parkinson's on the dancing stage. It's, it's great, actually, to, to see that interpretation, isn't it? And to see the different types of dance forms that are sort of either culturally or locally available. Um, and as you say, you, you enter as a student, as a, as a dance student, as perhaps you would almost if you were going at any stage in your life and decided that actually this is something I'd, I'd love to do that's quite good for you but has those additional benefits um, mm -hmm. for those people within the class. Yeah. And tell me about um, your role as the program director and how has, how has um, your own training um, given some experience and influence into the work that you're doing with Dancer Parkinson? Sure. Uh, we started the basis for the program with Hamilton City Ballet in 2011 and it was actually a video online from our friends and colleagues with English National Ballet where we saw one of their videos about their Dance for Parkinson's program and that is what gave us our initial inspiration and excitement for the program. So that was in 2011. We then later that year traveled with the Two of the founding teachers, David Leventhal and Misty Owens of Dance for PD. So myself, um, Melania Pavlov and Max Odovosian from Hamilton City Ballet, we went and did our initial training for dance teachers and then we launched in the spring of 2013. So we're coming up to our five-year yes, anniversary. So it's an exciting time and looking at you know, there's certainly a large piece of this program, as with any, that, that's very administrative in terms of um, bringing the program together, doing the choreography, working with musicians, coordinating dates, um, community outreach. We have uh, research collaboration with physicians and doctors at McMaster University and doing outreach initiatives like this with, uh, with colleagues around the world for World Dance for Parkinson's Day. And tell me, what is your long-term vision for um, the Dance for Parkinson's and for the amazing World Dance for Parkinson's Day? As you say, you've got so much going on already with these incredible initiatives and research and collaborations. What, what do you hope for the future of, um, for yourself? And but also, um, I'd like to understand in terms of, you know, how do you see um, this sort of becoming part of your ongoing um, experience. Well, I'm planning on giving a recital next week. Are you? Tell, us about, those, uh, tell us about the recital. I'm, I'm going to fill Hamilton Place. That's 2,000 people. And, I, and they're going to give me a sitting ovation. Wow. <laughs> it, it's actually, it's an interesting comment because that is something that we are seeing with our dance for Parkinson's colleagues, our performances. Yeah. And, you know, for, for as much as, you know, Stan is speaking in jest, there is a reality. And I think that is something that we can work towards. And, and again, working with 
uh, our musicians, Anita Hirapi and Matei Zagetti, and creating a performance because I think what happens is a lot of our students, their families, their friends want to see, you know, the dance is making a big impact on their life and to be able to see that in a more tangible way in a performance is something that we can consider. I think, you know, the future of the World Dance for Parkinson's Day, I think, can, can only become bigger. You know, we went from 16 participating programs last year to 23 this year, and also including uh, independent innovators, looking at, uh, you know, Monica Dujgelat, Dr. Sarah Houston, Danielle Teal, and looking at what is happening not only in the dance studios, but with research, with innovators, with independent thought on the industry. And I think, you know, the, there's, there's a lot of room for growth within individual programs and with networking. And, you know, when Stan was talking about the benefits to the program, we know that, that there are both, there are the physicality components as well as the social emotional. And research is showing that repeatedly. And, you know, so what what's forward, what's happening in the future for research, what's technology going to bring. I think it's an exciting time to be part of the field. Absolutely. I'm really interested to explore some of those, uh, you know, emerging findings from the research. But I love the idea of actually um, the the um, stands of performance and the recital and and for the, the celebrationary um, sort of element of that and the coming together of the wider community of the family and friends to be able to share in that experience and, and to be able to really see, uh, you know, what it is that I guess Stan and others are heading off, um, you know, every every so often to their classes every week or so and, and, and how that's really impacting on, as you say, their physicality and their, their emotional and their joy in life and um, I hope Stan that is a, a good reflection of, of how you feel. I hope I've captured that okay. Well and I think again with World Dance for Parkinson's Day people have that opportunity to, to watch the videos right like everyone who's participated in this event has submitted class videos or excerpts or, or interviews with students and faculty and it is it's incredible to see the impact that dance and music have have on people and uh, you know we see it every week in class and it's, it's definitely it's both inspiring and humbling to see and it's it's almost um, not surprising although I'm sure you know to get to this you know the scientific basis for being able to evidence the benefits is one thing but dance is so inherent in in us being human isn't it I think and so um, I can it's great to see that the, the science supports, I guess, what we sort of feel and believe in our hearts, um, that dance is great for everyone. Um, and, yeah. Yeah, and it does. It, it, there's definitely research on both qualitative and quantitative fronts. So showing, you know, qualitatively that, that there is the, the social-emotional piece because we know that, you know, people with different diagnosis and specifically with Parkinson's, there can be social isolation. There can be, you know, definitely depression and anxiety. Parkinson's is more than often the physical tremors that people associate with the disease. There's also the non-motor symptoms. And, you know, there's a very social environment when you come to a dance class, the networks. Um, when we look at the physicality, we can look at improvement in gait, improvement in balance, coordination. And we, we read it in the research and we also see it and hear it from our students who say, you know, I, I went home after class and I was able to uh, redecorate my living room. I haven't been able to do that. I can work in my kitchen and, and move down the counter with ease now. 
And, you know, if I'm in a freeze period in my gait, I hear the music in my head and I'm able to pick up the beat and start moving. So it's, it's really incredible what, what happens with, with people in dance. I have to say, you're, you're giving me goosebumps, actually, because, you know, that sounds quite transformative. And Stan, does that sort of reflect your experience? You have, have those takeaways and does it give you that sort of ongoing sense of um, being able to do more? Yes, yes, definitely. And I think being a part of it is an incredible experience. And, you know, I think one of the, the more moving or stark realities was seeing students come in and, and some of them, you know, have different walking assisting devices, whether it be a walker or a cane. And I remember one time, you know, looking around, making sure our space was clean and I realized, oh, uh, he left his walker behind. And it's incredible. I mean, being he arrived, one of our students arrived using his walker and had gained enough independence and confidence throughout the class that was able to leave and leave his walker behind without any thought. I had to, to reach out to him and he, he came back and picked it up the next day. And it, it's very powerful to see that. It's powerful to see students maybe come in and approach us uh, with some ambivalence and then realize they're, they're part of a very accepted group and, and it's very familiar, very accepting place. They know that everyone in there is sharing the same experience as they are. And Stan, did you have any uh, reservations about starting dance classes and learning to dance? Uh, no, I, I'm gung-ho about this because it, it's improved everything for me in terms of my gait, in terms of my rhythm, all the things. and. Uh, and uh, we go away for a couple of months uh, in the summer, in the winter, mm -hmm. and uh, there's a class for pedaling uh, for Parkinson's, and I do that twice a week uh, in the winter, and also there's boxing for Parkinson's, wow. and it's just moving. What happens is you move it, and you move it, or you lose it. And the more you move, the better you get. And my markers with my neurologist have improved tremendously in terms of when I started, uh, when I was first diagnosed, I think my score was 128, which doesn't mean much, except the higher it is, the worse you are. And the last time I was there, which was three weeks ago, it was eight. Wow. 28 to 8 and uh, it, it's amazing and it, it's wonderful and uh, makes me want to do more because the results are spectacular uh, and it's terrific. And you mentioned at the, at the beginning about uh, how your wife and your family um, were more aware um, of the symptoms than yourself or how, as you said, how bad it was. And have they noticed and what's their feedback been on your improvements um, since taking dance? A lot of improvements. My, my wife uh, in her first career was a uh, physiotherapist and she treated people with Parkinson's and she thought that there was something wrong. And uh, then we were out for dinner with another couple and... Uh, the, the husband uh, was a retired neuroradiologist and he thought that there was something wrong 
And then they both decided that I should be, I should have a diagnosis to, to find out what was wrong with me. And I told them to be careful where they went <laughs> because I didn't want to have too much wrong with me. Mm -hmm. uh, but it, it turned out to be Parkinson's and that was sort of, how do we deal with it? And um, the neurologist was incredible and he put me in touch with uh, the hospital's resident uh, movement disorder specialist and she she got me involved and then we found out about dancing with Parkinson's and pedaling for Parkinson's and boxing for Parkinson's and everything. The only thing is you couldn't knock it out of the block but we still were able to deal with Parkinson's. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited about doing it and I want to do more. I, I love your, your personal story. And I think um, for those who are listening who, um, like you, you, you found yourself in great company, you know, at dinner with a, a, a wife who's a physio and a, a friend who's a neurologist, you couldn't have been in a, in a better, better situation to be surrounded by people who can help you. But for those um, people who are listening who are thinking perhaps maybe they have someone in their family who's experiencing Parkinson's or has the disease, as you say, um, this is such an amazing opportunity if they're not already involved around the world to get involved in the World Dance of Parkinson's Day and learn more, as you say, Jody, to watch the videos and find out what's going on in their country. Um, and Jody, do you want to talk a bit more about what's going on in your local area? Sure, within Hamilton City Ballet's Dance for Parkinson's. Yeah. We, we just launched our spring season two weeks ago, and starting this coming Monday, the 23rd, our classes are weekly. And our classes are based on full-length ballets. So for our spring season, we're looking at Tchaikovsky's The Sleeping Beauty. So when we, when we do that, when we plan our choreography ahead of time, plan the excerpts from the music, it's through telling the story of the ballet and engaging the imagination process, engaging the storytelling process of, okay, this is what's happening with Princess Aurora and creating a more full <coughs> or broad experience so that there's context for the dance. Uh, the music comes alive. And again, we're seeing that we originally were inspired from English National Ballet mm -hmm. and other companies too are picking up that um, classes based on repertoire on full-scale ballets. And I generally see it's been very popular and not all of the music played in class is, is based on that, but it, uh, it does provide context. And then again, with Hamilton City's spring production, it's the Sleeping Beauty this year. So again, students will have the opportunity to attend a performance. Uh, and then we generally take a break over the summer and then we'll be back at it in September with weekly classes for the fall. Well, that sounds like such a fantastic program and so much to offer, I have to say. It's very, very inspiring, the work that's being done, not just Dance for Parkinson's, but also for the world, Dance for Parkinson's Day. Uh, Jodie, it's amazing. And Stan, it's so lovely to hear your story. I hope everyone who's listening um, jumps online to learn some more about Dance for Parkinson's at danceforparkinson's.online. Um, but before we go, Jody or Stan, is there anything else that you would really like to tell us um, that we haven't already discussed? I think it's such an important subject that I don't want to sort of close without making sure that we've 
covered all those wonderful aspects of this great program and this fantastic day? Well, I, I would say that the whole idea is to get you moving and keep you moving and do different things that will keep you moving. Play the piano because that's good for your hand dexterity and you may not like the way you play, but at least you're doing it. And walk, run, do anything you can to keep on moving. Because if you go to bed, you'll stay in bed. If you get out of bed, you'll do well. You gotta work. That's such, such great advice. And it sounds like you might be learning the steps of Sleeping Beauty next. Um, so that's one, one for your repertoire. <laughs> Um, yeah. you know. And Jody, any final thoughts from yourself? Sure. I mean, some of the, you know, the, the comments that come to me are, you know, I hear people describing the programs as life-changing, as remarkable. And I, I would say that I see that completely through all programs, whether it's, it's in class with our students, whether it's through a video on World Dance for Parkinson's Day, speaking with colleagues or other students. It, it's one, it's, it's incredibly in, enriching to be a part of and to watch it to from a, a dance perspective a dance academic or performance perspective and also obviously if, if you or someone you know has parkinson's and see the opportunity see what dance can do again on, on a social physical emotional level and and be open to it definitely absolutely and again go online, check out danceforparkinsons.online for all of the information about what's going on across the countries in your local area. Check out the videos. Get in touch if you're interested in either someone for your family, for yourself, or if you'd just like to learn some more about what's going on in terms of the research or the activities and lend your support um, to getting the word out. Thank you so much, Jody, and thank you so much, Stan, and good luck with Sleeping Beauty coming up. I hope it goes well um, if it ends up into your uh, classes there. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you, Savannah. Thanks, Savannah. That's wonderful. Thanks for your help. Don't forget to subscribe. We've got some incredible interviews coming up with principal ballerinas and renowned choreographers. We love dance and ballet, and we hope you'll love us. Join us on Facebook and Twitter.